The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to our show. The OTAs are in full swing. There's action on the field. The rookies are in camp. And there are things to talk about here on show 238. A couple of quick notes, let me just tell you right now. I want to have some shout-outs. I got some shout-outs to a lot of people. I got shout-outs to the military anywhere, anyhow, anytime, just because you're out there. And if you're listening, man, God bless you all. Be safe, and thanks for protecting our country. I got some shout-outs for Raider Rick and Juan Jorge and Raider Randy, Colorado Chris, uh... The Asian Persuasion. <laughs> I can just go down the list. Okay. Stone Mountain, Georgia. That's right. You know, I just want to shout out to every Raider fan that's still hanging in here, listening to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm just thankful. I don't know what this is for. I've just got to let it out because everybody who listens, I know I've left some names out, but the point is all you guys out there that do listen to the show, I want to just thank you because... It's cool. It's a great thing. Uh, Randy and I have enjoyed it greatly, so thanks a lot. Well, Raider Nation, I don't know why, and I don't know exactly how much they're paying him, but Charlie Fry is now an Oakland Raider. Whether you like it or not, this veteran quarterback who came from Seattle is now wearing the silver and black, and that's just the way it is. Picked up by the Browns, dropped very quickly thereafter. First game, he had one game, and then they traded him. That doesn't say very much for him. They spent two seasons in Seattle as a backup to Hasselbeck. Now, he's going to come into Oakland with a very thick camp of quarterbacks, including Walter. We have this guy that Gradkowski, that's his name, and he's not showing very much promise in camp, given the opportunities, but ain't making it happen. So I think that's why Fry came into the mix. However, he did get interviewed for the position back in March. So they had to eye on him all along. That probably means that Walter's gone and Gradkowski is definitely gone just because of the effort. Walter deserves somewhere to go. You guys know that I think he's a great quarterback somewhere, wherever he goes. If they have a pocket quarterback situation, he's going to be the man. Mark my words. So that's what's happening with Charlie Fry. And he's supposed to be our third guy, and that is probably that. And on another note, Lane Kiffin, the saga continues after another NCAA violation. Yeah, he doesn't get it yet. I don't know if he'll ever get it, but maybe it's just trying to bring, you know, the camera onto Tennessee. That might be his old strategy. If so, it's a working. Now, the outside the lines did a, an article on this thing, actually did a, a video and uh, they asked the Raiders for comment, and this is what, quote-unquote, the Raiders had to say. Lane Kiffin is a flat-out liar. He lied to the team. He lied to the fans. He lied to the media. The Raiders' statement said, he will destroy the university as he tried to destroy the Raiders and will eventually clash with women's head basketball coach Pat Summit and men's basketball coach 
Bruce Pearl. And that is that. And then he says at the end, that's all the Raiders can say at this time. Well, if that doesn't sound like Al Davis, I don't know what does. He's a flat-out liar. Man, that was crafted by some crafty media guy, huh? No, that was Al. He will destroy the university? You think that was made up by some MBA in communication? I don't think so. That was Al Davis. <laughs> Not that he's going to destroy the program or destroy the sporting program or destroy <laughs> The university's faculty, but no, the entire university is going down. That's per Al Davis. And then the fact that he'll eventually clash with everyone, that, of course, is Al Davis. And, of course, the golden statement at the end, <laughs> that is all the Raiders have to say at this time. I just love it. This is Al being Al, and he ain't going to let this guy go. This is hatred. This is how Al rolls. As you all know, I think it's beautiful, although irrelevant to the Oakland Raiders at this time. But I had to say it, had to do it, and that's the way it goes. Oh, and one more thing. Brett Favre, yeah. who gives the rat's ass what decision he makes? I'm sick of hearing about it. And that is that. Okay, Raider Nation celebration is coming down in Oakland. That's right, on the 8th of August, we're going to be there. Check it out. That's right, Raider fans. The Raiders open up the Coliseum. The team will be there to put on a practice. There'll be uh, legends of uh, the Raiders. The trophies will be out so you can get some pictures. Uh, one of the good things about this, too, I've said it before. I will say it again. Get there. Check out your seats. Check out all the Coliseum where you'd like to sit. At least you'll know uh, where you'll be sitting if you get some tickets. That's pretty cool. It's a great thing. I like going. It's great to see the fans. It's a great warm-up for the season because I tell you, hot damn, I'm missing my football and I'm missing my Oakland Raiders. Okay, today's story will be Chucky. Pops off about quarterbacks. That's right. He has a lot to say about, well, the two guys we got, number one and number two, and his opinion, and a little bit about Rich Gannon, of course. Like rats from a sinking ship. That's right. The Bronco fans or the Bronco fans are jumping ship, baby. They are pissed. They're still pissed. And there's not much light at the end of the freaking tunnel. And I'm going to hit on that for show. And then the big story, of course, today is going to be the OTAs, what's been happening, who's been shining, who hasn't been, and all of that. We'll hit the bone line as well. There's seven calls today. That's awesome. And uh, thanks for calling because, you know, it gets very slow this time of the year. So stay tuned for this part of this show. The first story will be Chucky Pops Off. Well, that's right. John Gruden had something to say about the Oakland Raiders quarterback. Well, go figure. 
He's had a little bit of experience coaching the Oakland Raiders, I would have to say. Uh, he did a great job uh, all the way in his tenure here, and we all wanted him to come back because he's currently without a job, and who knows what the future brings to the Oakland Raiders. We shall see. But in an NFL Serious Radio um, interview, he did say that uh, we should start Jamarcus Russell because we've invested a lot of money and time in him. Also, he has all the intangibles, and like everyone else has said, his skill set should be pretty high. He said this uh, going into this third season, Jamarcus should be able to take off and break out into the NFL and make a name for himself, which is important. You have to look, too, that his coaching changes aren't going to help him out at all. It never does any quarterback, and in this case, it's not going to help him either. You can see that in the OTAs because he's not been shining diamond, of course, but that's because new playbook, new plays, of course. Now, he talked about Jeff Garcia and his history of the game. He's a great player. The one thing he does very well is he protects the football. He protects the ball better than probably any quarterback out there. Doesn't throw very many interceptions, and he throws a pretty uh, accurate pass at that. He's a tough kid who can take a pop, stand up, yell in your face, and go back to the huddle. He's a good leader and just an all-around tough guy. Go figure. You never know so talking to him in an interview because he sounds like he's 15. No doubt. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying. But Gruden does say they have to go with Russell because, of course, like I said, they invested a lot of money in him, and that's basically it. Gruden did say he has everything he needs to get the job done. He just has to do it. And he also said, check this out, when Rich Gannon was playing for him, and he remembers this like it was yesterday, it's a pretty, pretty great memory. And this kind of typifies Rich Gannon's attitude about football, so it's pretty cool. In the middle of an audible against the Tennessee Titans on a Monday night football game, he had thrown in a play to Rich, and so Rich started calling a different play, an audible, of course. So Gruden started yelling at him from the sidelines like he could with his attitude and the Chucky look. And Gannon says, Black, 350. Shut up and leave me alone. Black, 350. <laughs> he told me to shut up in the middle of an audible. I will never forget that as long as I live. I think that's a special moment. I think that typifies who Gannon was. And, you know, be honest, man, that guy was pretty damn tough. And uh, I, I miss his toughness. And we had that, that toughness in Jamarcus. He better get tough this season because he got to lead this team to another level, partners. Snake, the truth plumber, took a team that was down, but never out. 
corner by the Rod Smith, bam, another touchdown. John Lynch in the champ, leading the defense. Javon Walker, Tatum Bell, going wild on the offense. Made it to the playoffs and played the pets. The team that has to cheat to win, man, they couldn't handle that. Shady Brady, Bill Belichick cannot repeat. Took such an ass woman of a Bronco to beat. They took us all the way to the championship game. Play with pride, everything online, and lost the game. I didn't switch teams, and I didn't hate mine. Rest in peace, Darren Williams. I'm a Bronco fan till I decide. You will suffer defeat from the orange and the blue. You're dealing with the legacy that defines truth. Real NFL fans wear their colors with pride. And I'm a Bronco fan till the day I decide. The year is so going in the 09. Bronco fans got that feeling that it's about to be a time. We don't make excuses, so stop your whining. We're a team that refuse to go down without the use of trying. You better watch out, cause we're ready to roll. Get smashed at home or ass kicked on the road. Through rain or snow, don't matter where we go. Any plateau, heart and soul is what we bring for show. Jay Cutler is in his third year. With that rocket arm, his QB vision couldn't be more clear. Like rats from a sinking ship, <laughs> the Bronco fans are falling apart. This is just a little blog I found on the Broncos <laughs> on the team and what's going on with them. And you got to hear it because this is from the hose's mouth. If you know what I'm talking about, that's right. The Bronco hose are talking up ever since John Elway paraded around Denver with his Super Bowl rings on. It's been downhill ever since. Year after year, this fan watched their Broncos storm out of the gate only to fall on their faces. Nine and seven, 10 and six, 10 and six. First round exits from playoffs, no championships still. Now, let me interject here. Raider Gag has to say something. What kind of bullshit is that? Pissing and moaning about a nine and seven, 10 and six, and 10 and six? Think about it, Raider Nation. What has our record been in the last six seasons? Now, these guys are jumping ship, and this is the kind of football they've been watching. That's some bad shit. And I'll say it again. That's some super bad shit. Bronco fans are weak. Anyways, let me get back to the article. Jake Plummer led the Broncos and reached the AFC Championship game with a 13-3 record, but they got pummeled. That's right. After three years of rebuilding and high hopes, Mr. Pat Bolin has finally called the crazy train to a halt. The 12-year spin to nowhere, this is what they call those, those type of uh, seasons, 12-year spin to nowhere. Ugh. The 12-year spin is over because they hired a new coach. Go freaking figure. That's right. Josh McDaniels is all over Denver trying to sell his ideas on the Bronco hose all over the media in the city, and he ain't doing nothing because this is what is said about this particular blog. Are you on glue? At least Shanahan would have blown the entire draft on linemen, as he seemed to start doing with other positions, trying to find the player or two that would make it. He wouldn't have thrown Cutler away and picked up every reliable back on free agency market. 
And before anybody starts spouting about Cutler's record, let's remember that he's lost only one game when the team kept opponents under 21 points. Now you have McDaniels, who addressed the front seven with as much gusto as taking a dead rat out of the kitchen. (laughs) Coming in and messing with the top offense and doing nothing with a putrid defense, this is supposed to usher in what you call the end of 12 years spin to nowhere. I've got a newsflash for you, pal. (laughs) If you can drive a Mack truck through the holes in the line that we had in 08 and do little to fix it, in 09 you were going to see the same thing happen when LT and McFadden hit those holes and blow us out. I think it's going to take more than a few years than less to make this thing turn around. That's it. I love it. Uh, This is another thing one of the uh, Bronco fans had to say. I couldn't have said that better myself. McDaniels will help this team on the day that he cleans out his office and walks out the door for the last time. I just love it. And there's there's a comment after comment of the same stuff from the Bronco Ho Faithful. You got to just freaking love that. I do, and it's a great thing. One more thing. The San Diego Chargeless are having a hard time signing a lot of their veteran players. One of them being Pro Bowl linebacker Royd Merriman. That's right. Sean Merriman is in his last year of his contract. There have been no talks, and there's a lot of rumbling that he's going to be leaving San Diego. Yeah. I love it. I just love it. Marcus Misneal, Vincent Jackson, and Philip Rivers are all working on contracts, and it doesn't look like Sean the Royd Merriman's going to get a fair shake, and he's already starting to whine. Him and and LT can both sit on the bench and cry because they're getting nothing out of the Chargers. What a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, you you take that funky dance you have now and you'll, you'll probably blow your knee out again just doing it. I love it. It's great to see. We got to beat these bitches on September 14th this year. I'm sick and damn tired of it. I'm not telling you right now, Raider Nation, we can do it. And I'm going to show you how by talking on our next story, the OTAs. And we're going to talk about how we're going to kick the living crap out of the Chargers, nutless, boltless, dead batteries. So on to our next story, the OTAs. Well, Ritter Nation, taking what I could from what I could glean from the OTAs thus far this year, I'm going to start off with things that were alarming to me. And, I, you know, not very much was. Let me just say this. I believe we have a very good young football team. I believe that there's a big change coming along on the offense and all the players that need to be there for the offense are on duty and playing. So those are good, positive things. There's a lot of energy in Raider camp this year. There's a lot of positive, and I think it's not such such a positive thing as it is 
a we're tired of being the joke of the NFL attitude. That is prevalent this season. I haven't seen that yet. And and I think that's a great place to start. The seed has been planted. We're not punks anymore. We're going to go out and do our job. And fundamentals is what we're talking about, folks. And you know what I'm talking about, undisciplined play. We've seen it before. We've seen it for the last several seasons. I'd love to see that change. Less penalties, less bullshit, and more production out of our entire team. And I think we're there. One of the scariest things I heard about the OTAs was at the first OTA, we were 2 of 32 in the red zone. Did you hear what I said? That's right. Two of 32 attempts to get a touchdown in the red zone. Granted, this has been a rusty situation because people have been coming in after a big, you know, their break, whatever that is. Not very much for sure. Certainly not as much as it has been in the past. This latest OTA that we've had, the last drill they did, a red zone drill, was 11 of 32, which is an improvement. Yes, the coach said. But as far as an improvement goes, I'm not so sure if that's a, a, as far as improvement as I would expect after this time. Two weeks ago was the same practice that you saw today. It was red zone, and I think we were 2 of 32, and today we're 11 of 32. So there's some progress there. The fact that you know we're 11 of 32 today, um, I see him you know, being more vocal, having more command in the huddle, those kinds of things. Still would like to see um, some more consistency, but it's coming, and you just got to kind of keep pushing it, keep pushing it. You know, we've got tomorrow and then two more weeks after this, so I hope we can make uh, a good amount of progress as we get ready for camp. That's probably the scariest thing I have to report as far as our play is concerned. Now, there was a media day on Wednesday, I believe, and they didn't play very well. Actually, the team was pretty let down about their performance in front of the media. So, you know, I don't, I'm not going to put too much into that because it's not much you can put into it. These guys are just getting started, and you know what? Let's not pile a lot of shit on top of the plate right now because it really doesn't mean anything. Now, Jay Russ and Garcia were both very streaky throughout this last OTA. They'd have, they'd complete a bunch of passes, and then they'd miss a, a bunch of passes in a row. They have to work on that, but like I said, it's a new offensive scheme, and they did say that they're making more attempts at 20 to 40-yard passes which is pretty incredible. That means they're opening up a lot more for Jamarcus this season. Notice last year he did have a couple, but mainly his passes were to Zach Miller on short wide outs, sometimes out of the backfield. But the long passes are what we're going to be working on this season. I smell Al Davis. That's right. Satelli looks good as a center. He's quick, and he hasn't missed any assignments. Once again, not a lot of praise because, yes, we're just doing, we're just starting, and it's just the beginning uh, before even camp starts. Johnny Lee, Chaz Schillen, Zach Miller, Bush and McFadden, even Mario Henderson look like seasoned veterans this year. Well, it, it helps the whole team. I mean, you, know, you can talk about a number of guys, um, Trevor Scott, you know, Chaz, Johnny Lee, um, even look at Zach Miller. I mean, he's back from his injury and he's just taking a few reps, but you can already see his confidence and how well he's doing it. Uh, Mario certainly getting a lot of things done right now. So I think it just, it's a normal maturation for those young guys. And, and sometimes, as I just mentioned before, you want everything sooner as a coach, but sometimes you got to be realistic and know it'll take them a few games or a year or whatever. And, but we're certainly seeing it pay off now. Something very noticeable to the press 
And it was noticeable on the field as the attitude, something I really like, something I think is necessary in Oakland, is people taking responsibility for their own shit, and I think these guys have got the shit, if you know what I mean. They're young, they've been there, it's time for them to get out and get it done. And I think that's the attitude in this camp, and I think it's going to carry on through the regular camp this summer. Tyvon Branch and Mitchell didn't miss a beat, and they were on fire. Matter of fact, the comment was, wait till these guys get pads on. They're going to get out there and do some damage. They're both good in the box and also uh, back in the back. So it's a good thing we have two safeties. It'll do good for us, and it's it's good because Tyvon Branch and special teams, remember, he got a busted-up arm, and he did a lot of damage there too. So I expect Mitchell and Tyvon Branch to hit the special teams and be awesome. I mean awesome on the defense. John Alston, linebacker. Now, he could play outside too, but he can also play linebacker. So he's been getting a lot of looks and a lot in front of Ricky Brown, who's coming back from an injury. Now, Ricky Brown's no slouch. We've heard his name many times on the PA for good moves on the defense. But John Alston is making some noise, and he's making it early. Watch this kid because he's on fire. One of my favorites, Fran Joseph, has not showed up yet. He's having a hard time picking up the defense. I just hope he can pick it up because he's a nice kid, he's a hard hitter, and he's a hard worker. I hope he makes the team. Now, Lorenzo Neal has been on fire. He came in and he showed that he is not just all mouth, not just all hot air. He's blowing people out. And I think that's a good thing, and it's a good leadership quality that we need on this team And it's a good thing that he came here to Oakland because he had a chance to go to Houston and stay in Baltimore, and he picked Oakland. He picked Oakland because he saw the potential of this team. It is pretty doggone crazy. Now, Raider Nation, they're going to read a lot about the OTAs and what's going on with our team, and I'll tell you this much right now, that it's just the beginning. The OTAs are things that, you know, there's a lot of guys that aren't showing up. Leckler, Shane Leckler, Janikowski, Asamwa's not there. Um, there's a, a Burgess isn't there. Of course, he's not very happy right now. But there's a lot of things that are happening uh, in this camp that are more teaching basics, more fundamentals, and then they're starting to interject right now the new plays. They're also working on special plays, the third downs, the red zones, things that we've had trouble with in the past, the running game. There's all kinds of things that they're working on here, but it's mainly specialized, and they're trying to just expand the playbook, teach everybody what we got going on, and then so we can work into the, uh, the camp. And when we get into camp, it's all on. You guys know that? That's where the competition starts. People who go to the OTAs are the ones who need to learn the plays and get it down so they don't get bumped off the team. That's why there's so many participating. That's why it's an awesome thing. And that's why I love, and I mean I love, the attitude of the Oakland Raiders. The defense has a different attitude. This is what we've needed for at least four years. Thank you, Rob Ryan. So the defense should come up big. I'm looking for good things. I'm looking for things to improve. And uh, I got a lot of positive things going on about the Raiders. It's a good place to be. We just got to beat those bitches on September 14th. That is that. So let's hit something now. The Bone Line. Bad to the bone. 
Throw us a bone. That's right. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. All right, let's see who's on the bone line now. Who's first? We have Radar Chris from Stratton, Pennsylvania. That's some hostile territory, brother. Bring it. Sub Nation, this is Radar Chris calling from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Just calling in about my last comment. I'm drafting a veteran wide receiver, which I still feel strong about. The Raiders drafted Jamarcus Russell for his arm. If the Raiders are going to rely on the run game, why they even draft the guy? If they're not going to let him unload. They're not going to let him show off that arm. Why draft him? Our offensive line isn't that solid to begin with. Just a run-style offense. Airing out the ball with hands like Miller, Schillings, and a possible veteran wide receiver, and Hayward Bay, would confuse the defense. Not throwing the ball at all. The defenses are going to get used to that, shut us down, hurt our players. Let Jamarcus Russell do what he does. Bring home a title. Bring home that title back to Oaktown. That's all i got to say. Raider Nation for life. Love you guys, and I'm out. Well, Raider Chris, i got to say this. I don't think we need to bring anybody in. We have Javon Walker, who we're going to have to use. Seems like he has an improved attitude lately, so maybe he's going to be a contributor here in this team and try to stay here and live out his career here. Um, I think that's it. I don't see it's going to happen. But as far as the run game goes, we have to have a solid run game so that Jamarcus can pass the ball and especially pass those long passes. That's what happens when you can spread the field. We do have players that can run fast uh, out of the backfield. McFadden can catch passes out of the backfield. The pass is what we're going to work on. That's what we're doing in the OTAs. That's what's happening. Trust me, brother, it's coming. He's going to have to pass his ass off this season. That's true. You watch. Thanks for the call, brother. All right, who's next? Haven't heard from this guy in some time. It's the Raider Maniac in Central Illinois. And the winner, man, you got to be a maniac to live there. What you got to say, brother? Hey, Raider Greg, this is a Raider Maniac calling from Central Illinois. I just wanted to comment on a couple of things. First off, very, very happy about the signing of Lorenzo Neal. That'll give us the blocker that we need to protect Mr. Russell. And uh, that way now Zach Miller can actually go out and catch some passes so he won't have to stay in a block so much. Another thing about the draft... Now, I was kind of disappointed of where these players were picked, but I've changed my perspective on that. Hey, if you want to get a guy, you just go get him. It doesn't matter, you know, where he's picked at. And uh, as far as Jamarcus Russell's concerned, his work ethic really, really needs to improve for us to move on. I know we've got Jeff Garcia to back him up, but... Jeff Garcia is ready to come in there and take this team to the promised land. He's not a backup. And if Russell can't get it done, Garcia will be there to do it. The thing is, will they let him do it? How long will they give Russell to, you know, show improvement and lead this team to wins? Another thing, Al Davis, the comments about Al Davis being put in the grave, now that's that's totally ridiculous. Like everybody knows, he is the Raiders. 
Yeah, we all get upset with some of the things that he has done, but he is the Raiders, and for people to say that he needs to be put in the grave is totally ridiculous. I used to get on the message boards and read that stuff, and I'm like, whoa, these people are are just plumb nuts. Uh, I'll see you at the Eagles-Raiders game. Go Raiders! Man, Lorenzo Neal's going to do so much for this team. I just see, as long as he stays healthy, we got some good things coming, and the blocking is spectacular. And he's showing that he wants to do it. I hope his body is up for it. Now, Jay Russ, as far as his effort goes, you know what? I just don't know what to say. I don't know how to measure that in a man. I know that his pride must be on the line. I'm hoping that he he raises the occasion. Uh, maybe he's one of those guys that just walks out there in the first game and just makes it happen and just keeps going. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, he's definitely no Rich Gannon. That's a fact. And that's kind of what we're used to. So as far as champions go, we got some guys, you know, but then the snake, Kenny Stabler is very mellow, you know, calm, cool, very, you know, <laughs> seemed like almost disengaged from the game. So, uh, you know, we'll just have to see what happens. And you know what? Al Davis is the Raiders. Think about it. Think about what would happen when he's gone. Who will run the show? Okay, who's next? We have Pennsylvania Raider. All right, brother. Give it to me, man. What is up, Raider Nation? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Pennsylvania Raider. After hearing the last podcast, i got to get a few things off my chest. Um, that one caller, man, saying that uh, the Raiders will be better when Al Davis is in a hole. Wow, man. I don't know where the fuck that came from. I mean, now, don't get me wrong. I've had my fill of Uncle Al, too. I mean, some of the decisions he's made... Like, wow, it just makes me want to fucking, like, ring his neck. But you got to remember one thing, Nation. The Raiders are the way they are because of Mr. Al Davis. Raider Greg, you hit it right on the fucking head. The reason that the Raiders are the Raiders, all that mystique, all that aura, the Oakland Raiders, it's all because of Al Davis. That is why the Raider fans, they separate themselves from the NFL fans. They are unique they wear their team on their fucking sleeve. They bleed silver and black. And that is all because of Al Davis. And like you said on the last podcast, Raider Greg, when Al Davis goes, what's going to happen to the team? Where's it going to go? Are they still going to have the same logo? Are they still going to have the same colors? Who knows? The reason that the Raiders are the way they are is because of Al Davis. That is why, like, I go to as many Raider games as I can on the East Coast here. I've been, uh, like, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, uh, New York Giants when they were playing a couple years ago, at Baltimore. I wear my silver and black proud. I get beer thrown on me at games. I get, I get friggin' tortured. As a matter of fact, me and my boy, Raider Chris, went to a Buffalo game last year, and we almost got into a fist fight in the parking lot. Why? It's all because of Val Davis. If this team went 0-16 for three seasons in a row, I would still follow them, still root for them. Why? Because of Al Davis. Al Davis made it all fucking possible. Uh, for all you diehard 
Raider fans. If you go on YouTube, type in what it's like to be a Raider fan. I think it's the first hit, a seven-minute video. All you diehard Raider fans, if you watch that, you will wear your Oakland Raider jerseys for a week straight. And for all you casual Raider fans, if you watch that video, you will become a diehard Raider fan. That is the deal, and it's all because of Val Davis. Like him or hate him, I know, you know, he's been pissing a lot of people off lately, but you know what, that's just the way it is. That's why the Raiders are the way they are. Um, That's all I got. I hope I didn't go over two minutes. Pennsylvania Raider, out. Well, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I love Al Davis, but I've also said he pisses me off too, man, sometimes. Flipping me right out of my mind. But let me just go through the list of stadiums you say you've been to on the East Coast. That's Pittsburgh. That is a hot potato. There's some beard action right there, probably a battery or two. And the Eagles, good Lord. Wearing your stuff to an Eagles game, dude, you are you are a stud. Giants and Buffalo, both those are no slouches. Tough stadiums to wear your colors in. Good going, my brother. You know, uh, we get spoiled here in California because we go to Oakland, and that's our home turf. But until you leave and go out there and hit those other – 32 teams, then you don't know the hatred that comes down on the Raiders. But you got to love it, man. I love it. I wear my shit no matter what. And uh, you're right. Al Davis is the Raiders. And that is that. Thanks for the call, brother. All right, who's next? We have a great caller. This is Raider Joe from Ohio. What you got to say, my brother? What is up? Raider Greg and Raider Randy. This is Raider Joe in Columbus, Ohio, via San Diego. I am back yet again. I'm going to keep this message short and sweet. Just want to get everybody pumped up in the nation for our beloved Raiders. I've been listening to all the uh, OTA-type talk and listening to a lot of the stuff on the various blogs. <clears throat> and I'm actually feeling really good about this year, Raider Greg. Before and I love, love the dudes that we have brought in, uh, in the draft, in free agency, even undrafted free agents like France Joseph and folks like that. We are getting all the right type of players. And I will say this: something I'm very upset about is the old stigma that the Raiders are a bunch of thugs and the Raiders are a bunch of hooligans. This, I mean, talk about a, a ridiculous stereotype. Uh, every time, you know, Michael Vick or Plexico Burris or Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson, whoever, everybody talks about you know, them going to a new team. First team they always mention is the Raiders because, oh, the Raiders love signing thugs. Uh, we don't sign thugs, okay? We sign playmakers. And, uh, you know, it drives me insane every year. <clears throat> I, You know, I can name more thugs on the Chargers. I can name more thugs on the Broncos. I can name more thugs on definitely the Bengals, yet the Raiders get this horrendous rep as being this thuggish team, which if you look at the caliber of player we have now, you can't question the type of people we have on the team. Maybe with the uh, Champagne Walker, uh, who hopefully won't be on the team much longer. But uh kind of goes to a point that I was having an argument with a, uh, a boatless 
fan friend of mine who was saying, you know, to prove his point that the Raiders are thuggy is if you look every year they lead the league in penalties or they're at least in the top two or three in penalties and penalty yards, and that's the mark of a thuggish team. And I actually told him, you know, what that does is that proves my point that the uh, NFL is clearly against the Raiders, and they have been since Pete Rozelle. If you look at it, think about this. I mean, just statistical probability. Uh, different coaches, different players, different philosophies every single year, yet for some reason we're always up at the top in penalties. Yeah, do you think we're just fundamentally, they just every coach, every player, no matter who we get, they're just undisciplined and they're bad seeds and they're bad people? Absolutely not. You don't think that because we're the Raiders that there's a couple extra flags thrown every single game? It's true. It happens. They try to screw us. They can't. Then one time they got away with it was that and tuck rule that I'd never want to see again. But, you know, that's what they're going to keep doing. They're going to try to keep beating us down. They're going to keep trying to screw us over. Goodell, whole crew, it's the same thing. It's passed on from generation to generation. <clears throat> but we're going to be so good that they're not going to be able, there's not going to be enough penalties to uh, stop us. I'm not saying this year. This year I'll be happy with eight wins. Next year, you know, I'd like to see it progress to... 10 or 11, and then for the next few years after that, you know, we should be getting 11, 12 wins a year. We have a young, good team, and we're going to be on the attack. Uh, I just wanted to call and relay this message. I will be back again next week. Thanks a lot, Ray Greg. Raider Nation, I love you, and I am out. Good to hear from you, Joe. And i got to say this. This team is young. This team is... Um, destined for greatness and i agree with you that we are going to take a stand and we're going to make it go all in positive way eight wins i say this year i'm very positive about this team and these guys big time and as far as the penalties goes i've been saying the same thing for years there is no possible statistical way that the raiders can be leading in penalties every freaking year you know what that's some Bullshit, man. That's a bullshit. I'm going to tell you right now. And uh, I would bet to say one of the darlings of the NFL have the least penalties, maybe the Cowboys or maybe the Patriots. You know, those are the golden children of the NFL. And I bet you they don't have hardly any because they just don't make any. That's some bullshit, too. And tell your friend the chargeless, boltless, nutless sack of shit that they're the worst fucking fans in in sports history. What other sport can't sell out a playoff game? Now that is some bullshit. And you can tell them that for me, partner. Thanks for the call, brother. All right, who's next? We have my old friend, the Virginia Raider, on the line. What you got to say, brother? What is up, Raider Nation? Man, another call. I'm still bored. But uh, Billy Kuarich, former vice president of player personnel for the Chiefs, and I think he's currently working for the Saints. Peter King has high regards towards this fella, and uh, Bob Pop on Sirius Radio have good things to say. Um, but he's saying this. Um, Jamarcus Russell is... He's liking what Jamarcus is doing, and he thinks that Jamarcus, if he keeps up 
growing and his potential keeps blossoming, he'll one day be one of the better quarterbacks in the league. He likes what he's doing. And this is coming from somebody that worked at Kansas City for years. Um, so that's good. And he thinks Oakland could be 8-8. Eight eight. He thinks San Diego's falling back uh, and they're going to go backwards. They'd be 8-8 eight eight or worse. Um, he said Kansas City's not going to be good because they're, they've got a new regime. So does Denver. Uh, he doesn't like what they're doing. And, um, I mean, that leaves one team, and that's Oakland. Uh, he's saying he likes what they're doing, and that's that's good to hear somebody finally get on an NFL-run program like Sirius NFL Radio and say that he likes what Oakland's doing. I mean, I hope this guy doesn't get fired, <laughs> but um, it's just good to hear some, some positives out there in the media because they're far and few between. But anyways... On a personal note, Greg, um, congratulations on your son's uh, recent graduation. Um, and Juan Jorge, too. I know he's graduating this year. Um, it's a great feeling. I graduated last year from high school, and um, it's pretty surreal. I loved it. And uh, congratulations to these young men and um, what they're doing and to all their families. Uh, again, congratulations. And uh <clears throat> Well, you know what? That's that's true. You're going to see that a lot of that pick up now. A lot of the mainstream media is going to start to shovel a little love our way. They cannot avoid it. And let me tell you, Virginia Raider, the year we went to the Super Bowl, we lost four games in a row, and there wasn't one sack of shit in the media world that would give us the benefit of the doubt. They said the Raiders are gone. They're wiped out. They're finished. And we went to the Super Bowl. So, you know what? There are going to be some guys that give us props. Those guys, like this guy on Sirius Radio, they don't just let anybody get on there and flap their lips. So, uh, I think that he sees exactly what you and I see. And everybody else in the Raider Nation, that this team is on the way. It's on a positive note. Uh, we got nothing but positive things going on. And San Diego's going down. And Kansas City never was up. And the Bronco hoes, well, they just hoes anyhow. And that's it. So that's great. Right. And as far as my son's graduation, that's right. James Anthony Lizeo graduated from Anley High School, and we are ever so proud of him. And Juan, we're proud of you too, man. There's the guy that's got it together too. Uh, Juan Jorge, congratulations, man. Uh, it's not easy these days, and a lot of less people are making that, that happen. So congratulations to all the graduates. Be safe, and thank you very much, Virginia Rada. Uh, you're a cool dude, and we appreciate you. Okay, who's next? We have the Surface Rada. All right, my brother from the U.K., what you got to say? Hey, ready, Greg, ready, Nation. It's uh, the surface raider. I'm just going to throw in my, uh, my bone for this week. And uh, it's quarterbacks. And, and there are strands to this. But basically, there's been a lot of talk all over, all over the internet and the media about Michael Vick and where he's going to end up. And obviously, everyone's talking about him going to Oakland. Um, along with you, I don't think that's going to happen. And when you look at where we are with quarterbacks, actually, you know, Jamarcus Russell, it's always been the case with quarterbacks that you're as good as your last game. And his last games were pretty good. So... I don't see any reason to be looking at, at doing anything that replaces Jamarcus Russell. And it's coming together for him on OTAs on Wednesday. You know, he's getting the accuracy back there. You know, I'm happy. And our back quarterback is as good as our quarterback. 
So we don't need any more quarterbacks, particularly not a guy like Vic, who on a limited roster is going to be a project. You know, he's going to take time to get back again. But that said, and this is kind of my second aim here, what Michael Vick did was bad. Uh, everybody's going to admit that. He did a bad thing. And that's why he went to prison. He's been through a system that assesses what you've done, allocates a punishment, and then punishes you. And at the end of that, you know, he's done his time, and I think that everybody deserves a second chance. Not third and fourth chances, but they deserve a second chance. And with the actual gifts that he's been given, um, I think it'd be a shame if he doesn't pull it together and get to use them somewhere. I just don't think there's room for him in Oakland. Um, rolling on from that, we've done well with people who've had problematic pasts before, uh, you know, and who've been problems in other areas, and I don't think we should walk away from that. Uh, and there's a difference between your attitude to playing as a team member and, you know, other, other problems you may have had in your life. So, you know, let's, 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 not, turn into, let's not turn into the scouts. Um, the media circus. So people have said that we shouldn't take Michael Vick because of the media circus that will come along with it. And that I've got to say I disagree with. And, and I think that it, it's just not going to happen that Al Davis would turn around and say, here's a guy who might work for us, but I'm not going to touch him because it's going to cause trouble. And that's just not going to happen. And we all know that that's not going to happen. So if Al thinks it's a good idea and he can get the cable guy to go along with it, then Michael Vick will be coming. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think anybody else will see it as a particularly good idea. And I don't think we'll see him in Oakland. And I've got to say, Ray to Greg, I think you're spot on there. It's not going to happen. Anyway, that's all I've got to say for this week. Greg and Randy, keep up the good work. I love the podcast. It's brilliant to be able to keep in touch. So on that note, go Raiders. That's a surface Raider. And I'm out. Well, I kind of sum it up. Uh, Vic is a dick, and that's it. Now, you're right, man. Al could just pop the pull the trigger and get that guy here. But I don't think that he's going to do that because, first of all, it's a project. Second of all, we don't need the distraction, not the media circus that comes along with it. It's distracting to the team. You have a million reporters asking every player what their opinion is after every game, every practice about Michael Vick, and it takes away from the team chemistry and the goal here of winning football games. Not to say he doesn't have skills, not to say he doesn't need a second chance, but this is not the place nor the time for Michael Vick. Thanks for the call, brother. Always good and good to hear from you. Okay, who's next? Let's see. Oh, it's TR. Rada TR. That's right. Now he's from Indiana. He's in an internship and he is freaking pissed. <laughs> Let us have it, brother. <laughs> What's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider TR, previously from the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area, currently residing in Indianapolis, Indiana, for a summer internship. Um, I haven't called in a while because everyone's been saying the same thing I was thinking, so no sense calling. But first thing I want to address is draft day Andy. I just got done listening to the podcast. Fuck you. Anyone who wishes death on anyone, asshole. But to wish death on Al Davis? Yeah, we all get pissed at him, but wish him to dead? <laughs> that is bullshit. If it wasn't for him, the Raiders wouldn't be what they were, and the NFL wouldn't be for what it was today. So, yeah, I was just pissed about that. Fuck you. If you're a Raider fan, you don't wish death on Al Davis. Uh, other than that, uh, agree, three-headed monster is going to be ridiculous this year. Um, I think nine and seven, um, depending how we do within the division. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. 
more off just piss. Uh, love Al Davis and be a sad day when he goes, like you said. All right, peace out. Well, draft day, Andy. If you're listening, I think you've pretty much got the clue here that that's not a cool thing to say. Now, listen, I'll tell you this. You're always welcome in the Raider Nation. You're always welcome here on the podcast. Give us a call back. Tell us what you meant. I'm sure what you meant was it would be better if Al didn't keep his crooked little fingers in the pie. That's kind of how I like to say it, and that's probably what you mean. Uh, I know you're pissed. You're pissed from the draft probably. A lot of people are pissed from about a million things that the old man (laughs) has done, as we all are. But Draft Andy, you're a Raider fan, and so now you know how the nation rolls. I tell you, man, uh, Al Davis is the godfather, and we are in the family. And that's how it rolls. And that's it for the Raider Nation podcast for this show. I did take a little hiatus from my son's graduation. It was very cool. Went to Digiland, la, 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 la. It's the summertime blues. So I, like I said, man, I got to keep myself occupied with things. Uh, because uh, I, I'm missing some football. I know you guys are too. I want to appreciate uh, you guys listening to me and Randy. Uh, we hope that you enjoy the show. I think you do. Uh, from what we all we hear, looks like you guys do. <laughs> so we're going to keep rocking on. And uh, that's a cool thing too. Uh, I just, like I said before at the beginning of the show, man, we just thank you guys for listening. We love you guys. We love the nation. Because no matter where we go, Randy and I, somebody, somebody in the room knows about the Raider Nation podcast. And that is a very rocking thing. I love it. I just freaking love it. So until next time, this is Raider Greg. And I am out.